Okay, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, the sheet you have before you was incomplete, but it's something. Um, uh, my computer jams on Zohar. Um, it's very interesting. Um, <laughs> so, um, we're up to the last Pesach in Parshas Bracious, which by itself is pretty remarkable. Um, and the last Pesach, as we spoke about last week, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's decision to destroy the world top to bottom, and we talked about the why of the top to bottom. So the last Pesach is, but V'noyach motzachein v'ne Hashem. Noyach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Noyach was different. Hashem was going to destroy the world, but he wasn't going to destroy Noyach. And the verse says, because Noyach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. In a previous uh, discussion here, we talked about, when we were talking about Noyach's name, and the Chama, and Naicha, we also spoke about the relationship of Noyach and Chain, right? The Tzadikim, their name makes an impact. The Zayar says, Noyach Motza Chain. Take the word Noyach and turn it backwards, and you have Chain. Just like Er, Bechor Yehuda was Rabbe Ene Hashem. Remember that discussion? And we talked really about how you know, the chet of air, which was to be destructive to the world, was very contrast to Noyach, which was in contrast to Benedoro, who did the kind of chet that air did, which was to be destructive, Noach was to create. That's things which we discussed before. But what does this mean, Noach Matzachin Hashem? It's such a, a enigmatic characterization. He found favor in the eyes of Hashem. When you say that somebody found favor in somebody's eyes, can you explain why? What's the idea of Matzachin Bein Hashem? Is it mysterious or is it very explainable? So we all know that the very, the very simple and direct way to explain it, and that is a way which is, by definition, if it's a way to explain it, it's explainable. And that way is interpolated into the text by the Targum Yenison Ben Uziel. Found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Why did Noach find favor? It wasn't because Hakadosh Baruch Hu liked his nose. It was because Noach was a tzaddik. What's this? Is the last pasuk in Parshas Brachos? What's the first pasuk in Parshas Noach? Eila told us Noach. Noach ish tzaddik tamim hayav b'dayraisav. Noach was a tzaddik, and that's why Hakadosh Baruch Hu had a special place for him, had a special favor for him. That's the simple pshat. Targum Yenison puts it in. Right? Targum Yenison just says, Noach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. He translates the Pasuk. Targum Yenison puts it in. Noach, because he was a tzaddik, he found favor in the eyes of Hashem. And that's hegoni, that's logical. Let's read a little bit from the Rishayim. But follow this line straight, the Ramban. Why did Noach find favor in the eyes of Hashem? Show you kol masav lefon of noim unimim. All of the actions of Noach were before Hashem pleasant and nice, nice and pleasant. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu, and he said, you have found favor in my eyes, and I've now I've let you be known by my, with my name. There was a reason for it, why Moshe Rabbeinu found favor. And then, interestingly, the Ramban brings two places where, well, it may not be as explainable, but what he's saying is, Kolmasav Noim Unimim. Kolmasav Noim Unimim means not, he's not translating it that because Noach was a tzaddik, so Hashem liked him. 
That's defining liking him as separate from being a tzaddik. The reason why he liked him was because he was a tzaddik. Hashem, the way the Ramban is translating it is, that the actions of Nayach themselves were what found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Nayach found favor not as a separate thing. He was a tzaddik, so Hashem liked him. Hashem liked the tzitkus. And therefore, he says as well, that what it means really is that you like what you see. When it says matzachin, means it likes what you see. You like what you see. Now, in the case of Nayach, Hashem liked what he saw because he saw righteousness. By Yosef, it also says that the Sarbeis Hasayar, Nayach found favor in the eyes of the Sarbeis Hasayar because he was a tzaddik. Not necessarily. The reason why he found favor in the eyes of the Sarbeis Hasayar was the Sarbeis Hasayar liked the way Yosef did, did things. So he was saying, ah, he's a favorable person. He liked him. When Esther found favor in the eyes of Koraya, was it because she was a Tadekis? Again, the hidden reason behind is because she was a Tadekis. But they weren't saying, oh, we like her because she's a Tzaddik. That's not the way the Ramban is translating the Pasuk. They liked him because he was a Tzaddik. They liked their actions. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu likes somebody's actions, he likes them because they're a Tzaddik. The Sarbes HaSayar might have liked the eyes of actions because he was efficient. The world might have, might have liked Esther because she was, she was beautiful and gracious. Right? Every, every cause for Chain could be different. The result, the essence of Chain is that I like what I see. He was Maitze Chain Be'ine Hashem. Hashem liked what he saw. The idea is because we just finished saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was made upset by everybody else. So we're saying, but Nayach, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wasn't made upset by what he saw with Nayach, the opposite. Nayach was favorable in his eyes. Now in the next parsha, it'll explain to us why Nayach found favor. It will explain to us why Nayach found favor. And that is because he was a tzaddik tamim. So the Ramban doesn't see this chain really as being something fundamentally separate. The chain was he liked what Nayach did. And we're going to describe more specifically what Nayach did. But that's the reason why there was a chain in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu for him. And again, the reason why it describes Motzah chain is, says the Ramban, because everybody else did the opposite of chain. They irritated HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nayach made HaKadosh Baruch Hu pleased. Motzah Chein Beine Hashem, he made HaKadosh Baruch Hu pleased. Rabbeinu Bachia, V'nayach Motzah Chein Beine Hashem Kalaymer, Eilu Rishoyim Ru'uyim Lehimachis. The Rishoyim we mentioned above, they deserve destruction. V'zeh HaTzadik Roy Li'inotzel. But this righteous one deserves salvation. Ki Motzah Chein Beine Hashem. V'nisbor Bekan Ha'inash V'haschar. So Rabbeinu Bachia just takes it another step. And he says, that here we have explained reward and punishment, or punishment and reward. A punishment to the wicked by the waters of the Mabel. And reward to Nayach the Tzadik that he was saved and that he found favor. Right? So, so the, 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 the good chain is, is worth anything. Okay? Brings a nice pasuk in Mishlei. Rabbeinu Bach is completing the parsha. He always begins the parsha with a pasuk from Mishlei. He likes to finish with a pasuk from Mishlei. But the the chain of Noach was because he was a tzaddik, as we're going to explain. 
And so the Pasuk is describing Hashem destroyed the world and saved Noyach. Wasn't it obvious? I mean, he was the only one. If there were like five other people, then it'd be worth saying that. But uh, if he's the only well, it's one... It's setting the stage. It's setting the stage. It is going to be, you know, in a certain sense, maybe, maybe opposite, but it's setting the stage. Hashem was upset about everybody, and he was pleased about Nayach. I think... I think that's why he was upset about everybody. He was pleased about Nech Allah. As the Ramban wrote as well, he felt everybody else deserved punishment. He just felt Nech deserved salvation. So we, we, we speak about the contrast. Upsetting Hashem, not upsetting Hashem. Aynesh and Schar. The native goes a little more subtle. And he says as follows. Ba'asher le'chazar me'ikar abriya. HaKadosh Baruch could have regretted the whole creation. I mean, here he was, he was virtually destroying the world, but he didn't actually destroy the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't want the world to stop. Nayach found favor, meaning the idea that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had just expressed that he was going to destroy everything, has a caveat. If you just would stop the Parsha there, you would say, finished. The whole world is going to be destroyed. Noach Masachein Beine Hashem is saying that Hashem didn't want the whole world to be destroyed. Says the Nativ, the backdrop for what is being said here is that the regret of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was not to the core. The regret of HaKadosh Baruch Hu was to what had come, to what had happened. These things that are terrible don't deserve to exist. This is not what my project of creation was about. Well, my project of creation, I do not abandon. The Necham of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the regret, the change of heart is not complete. Somebody deserves, I'm sorry, the world should continue. And so, Nayach is the one who's chosen to be the one to continue it. Now, I think this nativ is doing something which is important, subtle. And we had echoes of it, a similar kind of thing to some degree in the Arachayim HaKadosh that I read with you last week, if you'll recall. And that is that the description of Chain is not necessarily the same as the description of righteousness. We could put them together. The reason why he found Chain was righteousness. But Chain uh, is a little bit more transcendent. As we're going to see, there are going to be significant opinions that say that there wasn't anything particularly righteous here. The Pasuk says that there was righteousness in my Noach, but the Chain is not necessarily just, just about righteousness. Again, the Pasukim seem to say it. You have to understand why they don't, why, why others don't say it. And this is, will Emir Tashem get to that? But the, the Nitziv says that you have to understand that the fundamental issue here was that the Rabbi Shalom's desire to destroy the world was not a, a complete retraction on the project of creation. And that's why there had to be someone who would emerge from this. There had to be someone who would emerge from this. So Nayach becomes that someone. Nayach becomes the one that the world will continue through him. Now, we're going to look at this, Emir Tashem. I want you to keep this comment of the Nativ in mind. It's not simple, Scharva Einish. 
you got what you deserve, you get what you deserve. You get the, 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 these get the negative that they deserve. Neach gets the positive which he deserves. The Matzah Chein Ve'inei Hashem is, uh, is, uh, is specifically, it sounds, according to the Tziv, the Tziv, more of a, you know, deflecting it from simple Schar Ve'inesh to saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, I'm disappointed in what has come of my world, but I still want my world. And this person is going to be the one who's going to be the locus of that want, of that desire, for the world to be able to continue. So, is it saying that uh, Hashem is looking for for someone to continue the world, and if there had been somebody better, maybe, then yeah. it would have been that? Yeah. So, uh, it wasn't just that he deserves it, but that wouldn't have been enough, really? That in itself wouldn't have been enough. Okay, so we're going to explore this a little bit more closely, Mirz Hashem, as we go along. I want to skip for now the Malbim, which I published here on, on the sheet, and go down to the Radak. The Radak, you know, in line with Ramban, Rabbeinu Bachya, earlier really, the Radak says, He did good deeds, thereby finding favor in the eyes of Hashem. And if you'll notice, very interestingly, Radak doesn't go on to quote a Pasuk by Yosef, or a Pasuk by Esther, where they also found favor, because their favor finding was not because of tzidkus, because of righteousness. He's on, his only parallel, parallel that he brings is Maishra Rabbeinu, similarly finding favor in the eyes of Hashem. The Ramban is explaining what finding favor means. I like what I see. Could be by people, could be by God. The Radak is explaining what it means to find favor in the eyes of Hashem. One finds favor in the eyes of Hashem because... He likes righteousness. He likes what he sees, but he likes righteousness. What Hashem likes is righteousness. There's that parallel between Moshe and Noah. They're both chosen to, to watch for, for reading. Right. Another, another parallel between Moshe and Noah. Good. Ubebreshis Rabbah, Omer Avabah Barkana, Kinichamti Kiasisim, Venoyach. Because I regret making them a Noyach. Atma. Even Noach was left was not worthy, but he found favor in the eyes of Hashem. This is saying that Noach really didn't deserve to be saved. There was something called Matzachin. Even though Noach was a tzaddik, even though Noach was saved, he was saved because he was a tzaddik. He was saved because he was Maitzechein Beinei Hashem. The Tzitkus alone didn't carry it. And this is Mefurish, this is like a Medrash. It's Mefurish in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which we'll read here. Tanabe Rishmael, Afal Neach Nechta Gzardin. The Gzardin, the Psak of the Mabul, really belonged on Neach as well. But he found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Shenemar, Ki Nichamti Ki Asisim. Sorry, that. Right? Now, the way many understand it, what it means is, Remember, in Midrash Chazal, you will always shift the period. I regret making them an noyach. That's a way to read it. And this is, noyach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. So really, in a certain sense, noyach should have been included in the punishment along with everybody else. However, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he found favor in the eyes of Hashem, and so he pulled him out. That's not the simple tzidkus argument. Now, 
One has to understand this. Why should the Medrash say such a thing? We know Nayak was a tzaddik. We know that the reason why he was chosen was because he was a tzaddik. It's not debatable. Ela talus Nayak. Nayak ish tzaddik. Tamim haya b'day raisa. Vesuel ha'kim yitzalik Nayak. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you make the teva because you are the one who I've seen before me as the tzaddik in this generation. Finito manguito, case closed. He's the tzaddik, and that's why he's chosen. Why are we trying to make it less? Why does the Gemara say, you know, Nayak also deserved to be destroyed, but he found favor in the eyes of Hashem, sort of like this mysterious thing. Why is the Gemara doing that? Why is the Medrash Medrash Rabbah does the same thing. Why is it doing that? So, the first thing we would say is, because the Pasuk says, Matzachin Bein Hashem. Okay, you can say the Medrash, Kinicham Tegiasisim V'noyach. But there's this description, Matzachin Bein Hashem. Matzachin Bein Hashem? It's... It's a, a sort of like a mysterious, unexplainable. Can you explain why something finds favor in your house? In your eyes, excuse me? Things find favor in your eyes. Sometimes it's like, it's unexplainable. I like it. I like him. Why? So in a certain sense, it's not describing it in the conventional mode of schar. As much as, uh, you know, Rabbeinu Bach, oh, here you have schar v'aynash. Because we know Noach was a tzaddik, and that's why he was maizachin v'ayin Hashem. But it still describes it a little bit, a little bit more general. So now I want to share with you a language which is found in the. And by the way, excuse me, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, in that passage, almost with Veidoach uh, Abishem. I remember what he says. We say it on Rosh Hashanah Kippur time in Slichas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I will be, give Hanin, I will be gracious to those to whom I will be gracious. I'll be merciful to those who I'll be merciful. Wow. That explains everything. <laughs> what, what, what's HaKadosh Baruch Hu saying? In, in a simple meaning, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Chain is up to me. Rachamim is up to me. It remains mysterious. Chain is mysterious. Period. So, as much as HaKadosh Baruch Hu explains the tzitkus, and maybe that's what's, what's, what's thought here. So, I want to start with reading you a, a medrash from the Tanchuma Yashan, which the computer also jammed on. And it says as follows. It's a Tanchuma Yashan in Bamidbar. There, there's the medrash Tanchuma and there's the Tanchuma Yashan. There are different versions of the medrash Tanchuma. Melech Basar V'dam Shemordal of Medina. Hayrik HaTavim Maroy. If a king of flesh and blood has a rebellion. So he has to quash the rebellion. And in the rebellion, everyone gets, in the, excuse me, in the reaction to the rebellion, everything gets destroyed. The good along with the bad. Hashem doesn't function that way. When the generation angers him, he will have the tzaddikim escape while he destroys the rishoyim. In the generation of Enosh, he saved Chanoich. Okay, this is a, a perspective which we have in the Medrash on Chanoich. Remember Chanoich, that big tzaddik, and we have the hidden destruction of Dor Enosh. Okay, 
דרמבל היכיסו ואיבדון שנאמר וימח את כל היקום והציל לנוח שנאמר ונוח מוצא חן. ודרמבל אנגרד הקודש ברוך הוא. But he saved Noach, as it says, Noach Mazachin Bein Yashem. Now this is a very interesting expression of the Medrash, because we know that it doesn't always work that way. Avram Avinu also accomplished that at the story of Sedaim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu pulled out light. He said, Rabbi Shalom, how could you destroy the righteous along with the wicked? But generally speaking, that's not the case. HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. In fact, Chazal learn it from the Mabel. Hashem saw that the evil of man was great in the land, right? So what does that mean? It was, it was the, the, the land was overwhelmingly bad. It wasn't completely bad. It was just Rabbah. Because Rabbah would destroy the whole thing. Avram Avinu stood up and he said, don't destroy the righteous along with the wicked. Is that the default? Is that the assumption? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. We have an instance. Yeah, Chanoich was saved from Dar Enesh. Neich was saved from Dar Hamabu. So, again, in a certain sense, this can help us I'm not saying what the, med- what the Medrash says, which seems to be saying, oh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will always do this. But the reality that the Medrash is bringing up, and this is something which is discussed, indeed, by, 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 uh, by others, that you know, if the world is terrible, so the world as a whole could be destroyed. And even the righteous could be destroyed. His righteousness may not be enough to save him from what's happening to everybody else in the pure measures of justice of the world, in the Gemara in some places, for instance, it speaks about the idea of the difference between a tzaddik gomor and a tzaddik she'enay gomor. And one of the reasons, which, one of the differences which the Gemara gives us the impression of is that the tzaddik she'enay gomor could get caught up in the flow of things. He's not such a perfect tzaddik that he deserves to be given a special protection from any circumstance within the way of the world. On the other hand, there's such a thing as a tzaddik gomer who's so righteous that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will mamish guard him kebav like the, like the like the pupil of his eye. Was that the case with, case with Noach? So some would say, Noach, Hashem, it wasn't that his righteousness was enough to save him wasn't necessarily that his righteousness per se was enough to save him. Because, yes, he was a tzaddik. Of course he was a tzaddik. But there had to have been, as the Nitziv wrote, an underlying desire of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make sure that the world continued. And because he wanted the world to continue, so he said, so I'm going to pull him out and I'm going to save him. To say simply, would imply that his righteousness was enough to spare him. To say, Hashem says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire to continue the world ended up being expressed through Nayach, who relative to everybody else found favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In a sense, Nayach didn't save himself. If a person gets 
what they get purely on their merits, then they save themselves. Nayach found favor in the eyes of Hashem. Hashem saved Nayach. It's a very big difference. It's a very, very big difference. Now, let's take a look here at the Malbim. The Malbim says something fascinating. Mamish fascinating. If Nayach didn't found, find favor, Hashem wouldn't have destroyed the world. What? Because Nayach was a tzaddik, says the Malbim, that's why Hashem destroyed the world. What does that mean? What would be accomplished by destroying the world? If Nayach wasn't a tzaddik, so he would have been along with, every, he would have been not in the same boat with everybody else. <laughs> right? Not in a boat with everybody else. So what would Churban have done? It would have just destroyed the world. Nothing would have been rebuilt. Hashem does something which is bad for the sake of something good, for a constructive purpose. There you wouldn't call it destructive. You know, if a person goes right, and, and demolishes a house, are they doing something destructive? You know, if, if there's Rahman al-Atzlan, a Palestinian terrorist, and the Israeli army goes and demolishes the house, they're doing something destructive. Right? If you live in Brooklyn, and for $4 million you buy a shack... <laughs> Right, crowded between two buildings, and then you bring your wrecking ball there so you can knock it down and build for yourself a, you know, a palace with three inches separating it from the neighbors on either side. Right? So then your act of destruction is an act of construction. Right? If you're just destroying with no plans to build, with no space to build, so then it's destruction. If not, it's a malach of Shabbos. It's malachas machshevas. So sir, almanas livnos. Destruction, demolition for the sake of building. Right? All of these things. But after Noach found favor and he, and he saw that if he leave the world as it was, Noach would also be destroyed. Noach would also be corrupted. Says the Malbim, Nayach, he's so special, he's so precious, but my goodness, he's living in a terrible time. Will his preciousness survive? Will his goodness survive? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, there's a purpose in me destroying everything else. There's someone who's going to emerge from it who's going to be good, and if I don't destroy everything else, who knows if that person will be able to emerge good. Like the wine is found in the grape cluster. The whole vine was destroyed. There's one cluster left that has in it the grape juice, the wine. And he says, don't destroy it because there's blessing within it. The Zaymer Vikaitis Kol Ilan Balyashis Eshkel. 
he's going to make sure that the cluster remains. He'll trim and prune all around it so that it won't infringe upon and harm that eshkol, that cluster. He says, it is known in the wisdom of the wise that HaKadosh Baruch Hu arranged the world that it acts or that it responds to the actions of people for better or for worse. But that requires that there has to be somebody out there within the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Hashgacha can work with his actions. When there's nobody who's worthy of Hashem safeguarding that person, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't even look. If there's somebody there who's deserving of nurturing, then HaKadosh Baruch will say, okay, so let's nurture, and we're going to react to the evil accordingly. But if there's nobody there, then HaKadosh Baruch is not going to destroy. HaKadosh Baruch says, I'm just going to treat them with chesed. I'm just going to do good. I'll just do good. What do I gain by doing that? When Hashem created the world, there wasn't a person, there was nobody deserved. The world was built as chesed. Says the Malbim, that's what Chazal mean when they say that Mashiach will only come either in a generation which is completely worthy or a generation which is completely unworthy. Because in a generation when everybody's guilty, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't look at the actions of people. Because if he looks at the actions of people, that means the end of the world. So Nakarish Baruch has no choice but to do like he did at the time of creation. When she created the world, even though there was nobody who was deserving. So he'll bring the Mashiach, even though there's nobody who is deserving. The previous Pasuk where Hashem says, I'm going to destroy the world, it's only because there was a Noyach who found favor in the eyes of Hashem. For that person, it made sense for the world to function according to the actions of people. If Noyach also didn't find favor, and he had to destroy everything, then the stirring of kindness would have happened. So, this Malbim is saying it in a in a, such an interesting way, but in a certain sense, he's 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 speaking this language, that there's a project called the world, called the world, and Hashem isn't retreating from the project called the world. Right? That's what the Nativ said. Hashem's not retreating from the project called called the world. So therefore, there's going to have to be a Nayach. Right? The, the Nativ just said, look, you know, he's not destroying the world. He wants to destroy everything else. So he's got to pick out the best. The Malbim's twist on that is, no, HaKadosh Baruch Hu never, it's never guaranteed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will punish. Punishment only makes sense relative. You know, if cutting away these will allow that one to flourish, then it makes sense. But if cutting away is going to be cutting away everything, and there's nothing <laughs> particular that's going to flourish, then Hashem doesn't bother cutting. 
then Hashem just retains chesed. There's a famous chazal, right, which speaks about this point. Bosem elai lahaskiras havaini. You've come to me to make my sins remembered. Right? It says it by the Navi, by, by, by uh, Elisha, right, I think. Rashi brings it in Chumash, where it says that Light, when he was saved from Sadaim, he says, I can't escape to the mountains. I can't head for the hills because the evil will chase me and I will die. You read the Pasuk simply. What happened was that he, the Malach said, run to the mountain. And they said, I have to run all the way to the mountain. That firestorm, which is destroying Sodom, is going to outrun me and I'll get destroyed. So the mouse says, okay, so I'll save part of this area down here at Soar, right? And, uh, uh, you know, per your request, and it will, you, you don't have to run all the way to the mountains. Chazal say, when he said, it means run to Avram, who's associated with the mountain. Run to Avram. And Light says, I can't run to Avram. Because in Sadaim, you looked at Sadaim and you looked at me and you said, huh? Let's save, let's save Light. You put me by Avram, and you'll say, look at Avram, and you look at me, and you say, let's destroy light. Everything is relative. And therefore, he didn't want to go there. He didn't want to go there. Oh, is, that, is it really? Hashem looks at it's not an objective grading. It's, there's a curb, curve, right? You know, on the grading system of the Rabbani Shalom? Well, one might say, to some degree, it could be, you know, different expectations. But it doesn't make sense so well in this context. You know, if the class is a certain way and somebody's outstanding in the class, they deserve to be graded differently. But light just would just arrive there, you know. So, you know, his heroism spiritually in Sodom still should stand. Okay, now he's with Avram. Imagine how he can rise up here with Avram. So it's not, what I just said now is very debatable. Because remember, Light had been with Avram, and from Avram he went to Sudan. So he evidently had a little bit of Avram resistance. However, you know, this Malbim puts a, a different spin on it. And that is that the reason to destroy him when he's around Avram is not because Akash now suddenly says, hey, you're not, you're not as good as I thought you were because I saw this guy. But Akash always saw the whole world. He sees Avram when he's in Sudan, and he sees Sudan when he's with Avram. Like, what's the difference? The difference is that, you know, when you look at Saddam and you look at me, you say, prune away Saddam so that I can be something. But when you look at me with Avram, you'll say, prune away light so that he can be something. I'm going to schlep him down. I'm going to schlep him down. What Akash Baruch wants is to leave room for the greatest to grow. That's v'nayach motzachein v'nei Hashem, says the Malbib. Because Nech found favor in the eyes of Hashem, Hashem didn't just say, I'm not throwing in, the, like the natives is, Hashem's not throwing in the towel completely, let's find the best piece, and we'll salvage that, and we'll destroy the rest. According to the Malbim, is HaKadosh Baruch is always trying to improve on the product. And therefore, if everything's pretty much the same, he'll leave it. There's no improvement to be made here in his hand, so to speak. We'll have to wait for man to wake up. But when there's a corner of man that's trying to improve, and of course, Baruch is going to make lots of space around that corner. 
Because, hey, that's where the action is. That's where the improvement is happening. That's what motivates the trimming away, the destruction of the rest. It's a very, very deep idea, very sensible idea, but it's, oof. Yeah? Um, with Abraham, it says he was chosen because he's going to teach his children after him. And we don't see with any of these that Noah was chosen because he would start a good world that he, you know, he would teach him. In fact, his, his existing significant uh, with it. And uh, it sounds like he's, he, he, he was a something he could start a new world with. But but human, we, you know, but we, we, we will, Emir Tashem, continue to discuss something which we've touched upon before, which is what you're talking about, which the Sfarnai actually speaks about here in the last Pasuk of the Parsha. Maybe I'll pull out the Sfarnai and we'll read it. But that, that Nayach is different than Avram, in that Nayach was not successful at bringing around the people of his generation. And Avram was. And that's a big difference between them. And uh, we we brought out from the Sforna in a couple of different places, you know what he says about this. Let me let me read you briefly what the Sforna says over here. To save also his sons and his daughters. Not because he was worthy of it, like the Gemara in Sanhedrin. It was Hashem's graciousness that he gave him this. Why was Nayach not righteous enough? It describes him as being a tzaddik. He says that these three who are mentioned over there, right? This uh, this quote, which is a pasuk from Yecheskel, they themselves will be saved. is because, as opposed to Avram, Moshe, Shmuel, who were true leaders, who taught their generation. Even if he rebuked them about actions which are undermining society, he did not teach them to know God, and to go in his ways. Even though he was a tzaddik in thinking and action. A tzaddik who's able to maintain his own spiritual integrity, he's worthy to be saved alone. But a person who helps others to become whole, he is worthy that the generation around him should be saved as well. Because there's a possibility that he'll bring them around to do tshuva. Okay, whatever, interesting why he brings that chazal. But the Sforna ends the parsha of the destruction by saying that since Nech wasn't effective at teaching others, he was a tzaddik for himself, Hashem saved him, period. But not As that opposed to Avram. To be, hmm? Not that he had some qualities that were fitting to be 
father of the father, that his kid would be taken too, or you know, it's not a focus on that. Not a focus. I mean, maybe he was, uh, if he's not up to being a leader of the generation, then he has to separate, or else he'll, he'll also uh, come down with that. So. Yeah, but, I mean, again, so I think essentially that's, the, that's part of the idea of the Malbim. He was, he was himself at risk. He had to be cleared away from them so that he would be able to continue uh, to grow and to thrive. Yes, a quick question. Did Noah have any role models in front of him? I can count between two and six number of generations before him. There, there was a continuous presence of tzaddikim. Right. There was a man named Mr. Shalach, right. who was a tzaddik, who died as the Mabel began, seven days before the Mabel began. Was he a role model for Nayach? Yes. Other Mauritian was a role model for Nayach. Right. Nayach, Nayach was, was uh, you know, carrying on something which came before. But he wasn't, a, he wasn't a trend reverser. He wasn't able to bring others who had left to be able to come back. According to the Malbim, there's also a new chapter and it's why it's called Hey Noah. It's truly because of Noah. That, yeah, yeah. That, and yeah. also, it seems to be the assumption of the Malbim and the Mitzvah that it wouldn't be possible to destroy everyone and, and then start over with a new creation. Like, that was right. off the table. Right, Why right. is that? Bria. Bria. The, 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 the notion of creating a world is far different than you know, maintaining a world. You know, to, to, you know, to destroy would require um, would require something far more dramatic. So I want to just, I want to, so again, here, the core of what we discussed here today as we close Parshas Bereshis is on the one hand, that here's a whole world that gets destroyed. And Noach was the tzaddik who was Mekayim Asoylam, who maintained the world. He wasn't Mekayim the world like Avram Avinu did to spirit destruction, but he was Mekayim the world that the world project could continue. It could continue through him. And it's because of his righteousness, because of his virtue, that that happens, that he's chosen. There's no question about it because the Pasuk says it. However, where we do have a question is, was his righteousness enough to spare him? Did he earn it? Or is there this notion of Hashem? Hashem chose to give him. There's such a thing as a person earning it solely on their own. And Nayach maybe wasn't of the Madrega to earn it solely of his own. It needed this Chanina of Hashem. Chanina perhaps has the Nitziv expresses it, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to continue the world. And therefore, Nayak's going to be the one he's chosen because of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's desire to continue to give towards, to, to the world. So that's a debate. And then in there we put in also this discussion of the Malbim, of that Hashem really doesn't always hold people to task. Unless there's going to be a very specific thing to be gained by holding them to task, which would be taking away the bad that will allow the good to flourish. But if the bad being there is not having an impact one way or another or the good, HaKadosh Baruch Hu might just fargin, might just say, okay, whatever, we're not going to deal with it. So again, ironically, as you say, very nicely, Mei Noyach, it was the Noyach Motzachem Be'inei Hashem that made everything else, made there to be a motivation and a need for the destruction of everything else. Now, 
I want to close by sharing with you something which is found in the Zayr HaKadosh. And it's, it's, it echoes something which we noted earlier, which is found in the Chazal earlier, when it comes to Tanayach. And, you know, it might seem to us like a little bit of an obscure thing, not the kind of theme that we would talk about, often because it's not so part and parcel of our lives, but it's something which is so fundamental in the worldview of Chazal, that seeing it here is almost not a surprise. It's not a surprise. What am I talking about? Listen to what the Zayr HaKadosh says. Tochazi, come and say, Kivan di Yalad Noyach, when Noyach was born, Choma Uvdehaim, Dibnei Nosha, Dinun Chatoen Kame Kuchabrichu. He saw the actions of people. They were sinning before Hashem. Vavigoniz Garmei, and it says, Vavigoniz Garmei, and he hid himself. He hid himself. He hid himself away. And so he put efforts into the service of Hakadosh Baruch. Right? You can you can serve Hakadosh Baruch publicly. Nayach saw that everybody was doing bad, so he sequestered himself into a place where he could go to be private to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu, not worry about anybody else. He didn't want to go in their ways. Tell me something. What did he do? What did he learn? You know, what, what, do you, what do you learn before the Torah is given? There was the Sefer of Adam Arishai. There was the Sefer of Chanaich. These were the Tzadikim. So he had something from them. <coughs> and through that, he, he made the efforts to serve HaKadosh Baruch And I'll show you that that's the case. Where did Nayach figure out that you should bring a carbon? When Nayach emerges from the Teva, he brings a carbon. Where did he know that from? Ella begin the Ishtaka Chachmosa, that he found the wisdom. Alma Miskayim Alma, what does the world exist based on? Viyoda Dal Korbana Miskayim, he knew that the world exists because of Korbanas. Vilmole Korbana Lehavikaime Alma Vitasoi. If not for the Korbanis, the world above or the world below would not exist, would not sustain itself. So therefore, therefore, he um, he must have known it from something. What did he know it from? He knew it from the fact that he went there and he learned the Torah. That's what the that's what the Zayra Kodesh says. Because he removed himself from everybody else to study Tyre. Whatever Tyre was, whatever was known to them of the Tyre. How do you know that he studied Tyre? Because you see, he would bring Karbanas. He knew that the world would stand because of Karbanas. Now, maybe on some level you might say that, okay, so it's just saying he found favor because he went and he studied the Rabbanishon's ways and he wanted to learn Tyre. But the, the, the Zohar is being Makasher. It's connecting the continuation of the world to the Korbanis, which is a yesod which is found in Chazal in many places. I'll bring you a couple of examples momentarily. And its first instance is that when Neach comes out of the Teva, after the great destruction, the Korban which Neach brings is the game changer. 
And it causes HaKadosh Baruch Hu to say, I'm never going to destroy the world again. Where did we mention this before? Why is his name Noyach? So remember what the Medrash said before? Because it says, Vayorach Hashem es Reach The Reach the pleasant fragrance of the Karbonis, which it says that Hashem smelled, he inhaled, he did inhale. Um, when when Noach brought the carbon, brought Hakadosh Baruch Hu to save the world, Noach is called for that delivery of the reach hanichayach of the carbon <clears throat> that caused Hakadosh Baruch Hu to turn and to want to save the world. That becomes his name. It's, it's like you name him for that for that end game for what's <laughs> going to happen. And here the Medrash is saying that the chain which he found in the eyes of Hashem was because he studied the Torah witnessed the fact that he knew that which would find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the Nichayach is Vayorach Hashem Nichayach. If the term Chein is something which is hard to explain, what's harder to explain? Hmm, that smells good. <laughs> That's the hardest thing to explain, right? Altam Vareach Ein right? You can't argue about tastes or smells. You like it? You don't like it? I like it. Finished. What's a chain? The nichayach. The carbon. The carbon is to find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch. You say nafut, it's all over the place. Yes, Chazal say it all over the place. For instance, Avram Avinu, by the Brisbane Habesorim, he says to HaKadosh Baruch, Roshana. How do I know that I'll have it? Say Chazal, what was he saying? He was saying, Rabbi what's the chus will we have? What's chus will we have to have this land? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, the Korbanas. And Avraham Avinu said, okay, when we have a base Amidus, what happens when we have no base Amidus? We're going to go through millennia without bringing Korbanas. What's going to be then? This is HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They'll study the Korbanas. You know what Rashi says in Shas? Shas is what? Shisha Storim. Six orders. I just said this to a different group the other day. Six orders. The six orders of the Mishnah. Zroim, Moed, Nashim, Nazikin, Kachim, Taris. When you learn Shas, you finish the six orders, you don't. We don't have Talmud Bavli on six orders. On Zroim, we have a token, and on Taris, we have a token. Moed, Yamim, Tevim, we have. The one exception is Shkolim, because Shkolim is reserved for the Beis HaMikdash. Nashim, marital laws, we have the Gemara and everything. Nezikim, damages, we have Talmud Bavli and everything. Zeroim, we have n- nothing except Brachas, because it's about the agricultural laws. They didn't apply in Bavil, which is where Talmud Bavli comes from, which is why they call it Talmud Bavli, in fact. In Bavil, they didn't have agricultural tithing and mitzvahs hatliyas baritz. So they had Brachas, they had Kriyashma, so that's all we have. Tarais applies in the Beis Hamigdash, with the exception of so neither we have. Everything else we don't have. But Kachim. Why Kachim? Says Rashi. Because the world stands on Karbanas. And if we can't bring them, we have to learn about them. So even though in the Hakalachic academies of North Africa and Germany, the, the Rif, the Rush, they also didn't have, they didn't learn Kachim. They didn't paskin kachim. Maybe it wasn't necessary to paskin kachim. I shouldn't say they didn't, it wasn't necessary to paskin kachim. Because they weren't learning kachim to paskin. They were learning kachim to learn kachim. 
So we have no riff and we have no rush. But Karbanas is what the world's about. Now why is Karbanas what the world is about? Why? I'm sure you have, could have many theories. We could all have many theories about why Karbanas is what the world is about. But I would like to suggest to you here, in Matzachin Beine Hashem, one very simple and straightforward way of understanding it. In a sense, it's completely not understandable because it goes back to what we talked about, which is that chain is something which is not understandable. And reach and is something which is not understandable. Why on earth do you bring korbanas? Shem's <coughs> hungry? Im erav, If I would be hungry, I wouldn't tell you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says. I'm not hungry. But yet we build for HaKadosh Baruch Hu a house, even though he doesn't need a place to live. And we bring him korbanas, even though he doesn't need anything to eat. What are we doing? We're trying to please HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're trying to do for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. <coughs> right? We mentioned many times, again also just mentioned recently in a different context, that you know, the Avedas Hashem without a Beis HaMikdash is mamish upside down. When there was a Beis HaMikdash, what did we do? We said, Rabbi Hashem, here we built you a house. Here, Rabbi Hashem, we have some food for you. Now the Beis HaMikdash said, what do we do? We go to Rabbi Hashem, could you give me a house? Could you give me food? We turn from serving him to asking him to serve us. The way we serve him is by asking him to serve us. So go figure. Explain it. There are ways to explain it. But the world of Karbanas is a world of a person orienting themselves to try to please HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now how do you do that? What do you get for the God who has everything? How do you please HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us, you know, you could bring a carbon and it will please me. A person would never figure it out by himself. The Zayar asks, how did he know to bring a carbon? Like, what, what on earth was he thinking? Adam Arishan taught him. He learned in the Sefer of Adam Arishan, in the Sefer of Chanoich, that it's enigmatic. Chain is enigmatic. Reach Nechayach is enigmatic. But the Rav says, the person who tries to bring a carbon for me, that's it. That's what makes the world stand, is to try to do that which will please HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The world is built on trying to please HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ashrei mi, Shamole betaira, says the Gemara Brachas, and it's a song, so everybody knows it. Ashrei mi, Shamole betaira, ve, Oise nachas ruach li Yisrei. He gives noyach, he gives nachas ruach to his creator. You just want to give the Rabbanu Shlalom nachas. He found favor in the eyes of Hashem. He aimed to please. I remember once upon a time, many years ago, I went to a PTA meeting and the teacher says, you know, your, your, your child, they, they aim to please. They, they want to please. And I thought, oh boy, they're psychologically weak. You know, a people pleaser is sometimes like, a, it's not a healthy thing. <coughs> a people pleaser is not, 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 not a healthy thing. But it could be, you know, when a person's always just, you know, 
There's nothing internally that drives them. They're just seeking approval. They would just want the next compliment and so on and so forth. But somebody who wants to do something which will please HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if, 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 a, if a husband wants nothing more than to please his wife, is that a psychological weakness? Or he wants her to be happy? It's, a, it's an agenda. There's such a thing as it being weak. But there's such a thing as it being, you know, I, I should be doing what you want. I should be making you happy. Not just like, you know, currying favor. The effort which Kal Yisrael did with Karbanas was they wanted to do something for the Rabbanu Shalala. Yeah. Rabbi Meir Meshe Shapira said that that's the difference between Avedas Hashem and Avedas Zara. Avedas Zara I had a whole explanation for it, which is beyond the scope of our discussion. My Zara was that the person says there are all these systems that run the world, and the way I'm going to get what I want is by pushing this button, by doing this thing, by doing the other thing. That's Avedah Zara. That's why Chazal say that the Umay Sa'ilam, the Avedah Kechavim, they stand over their gods. It says, Paray Aymed Al Hayar. What does mean he stood over his god? Of course he worshipped his God. But he worshipped his God as a self-serving exercise. From God is where I get goodies. So therefore, I serve him to get what I need. I'm really not sub- sub- subordinating myself to God. Whereas Yaakov Avinu, Hashem his vision was Hashem was over him. What does that mean? Because service of Hashem is, I want to serve the Rabbi Nishalala. My goal is to serve the Rabbi Nishalala. I pray to Hashem to give me things so I can serve the Rabbi Nishalala. It's about going upwards, about being meitzechein ve'enei Hashem. That's the carbon. It's, it's quote-unquote an act of desperation, you might say. It's not an act of desperation because it's real, it's true. How it works, we don't understand. But the act is an act of trying to find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch And when there was a person in the world who wanted to find favor in the eyes of HaKadosh Baruch Hashem said, okay, that's what the world is supposed to be. For that, the world will be miskayim. V'neach meitzechein ve'enei Hashem. May we all be zaycha to be maitzachain, v'seichel taif, v'einei elakim, v'adam. Amen. Amen.